0: Hello, hello? Hello? Yeah? Yeah? It's funny. The guys, they put the microphone here. Stay here! Okay. Uh, okay, let's start with all the video. Very good to be here. I invite you to open your Bible in John, chapter 19. We have a break in the series of the Galatian series. And we will start... It's Easter time, we talk about the cross, the crucifixion, we start the last week, and today uh, we talk about the crucifixion of Jesus, and this is a very, very deep, very strong, full of meanings, and let's read together. John 19, we have in there, 19 from first verse. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crow of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews, gathered there. Look, I'm bringing him, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, here's the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted. We have a law, and according to the law, he must die, because he claimed to be son of God. When When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. And he went back inside the palace. Where do you came from? He asked. He asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? And I love this answer. You would have no power over me if it were no not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are not friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be king opposite Caesar. And Pilate heard this. He broke Jesus out and sat down. And the Jews sat at the place known as stone pavement, which in Aramaic is Gabatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews to the Jews. But they shouted, "Take him away! Take him away! Crucify him!" Shall we crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar. Come on. And the chief priest answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. Let's go into 27, okay? So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying him on cross. He went out to the place of school, which in Zaramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened it to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of Jews. Many of the Jews read the sign for the place where Jesus was crucified was near to the city, and sign was written in Aramaic, Aramaic, Latin and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, protested to Pilate. Do not write the king of Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of Jews. Pilate answered, what I had written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them in four shares one for each of them. With an undergarment remaining, this this garment was seamless. Seamless? Women on piece from the top to the bottom. Let's not hear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, they divided my clothes among them and cast, and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple who he loved and stand nearby, he said to her, Woman, he's your her son. And to the disciple, he is your mother. From that time, from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, in that cross, your word said that was pleased for you to crush him. He drank every single drop from the cup. And this cup was full of your wrath, and your justice was satisfied in him. And then you showed us love and grace and forgiveness. Forgiveness, new life. Every time I came for this place to stand here to talk in your name, this is so powerful. This is a holy privilege. I ask you, Holy Spirit, open our minds, our hearts, talk with us. You are welcome. We love you. Amen. 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 It's impossible for me to read about the cross and don't feel heavy and realize the distance between me my sins and His love, His righteousness, His splendor, His holiness. Christ is powerful, the crucifixion. It's so can change our lives forever. And I was born in the church and the first time that I heard about the crucifixion of Jesus, I was, I don't know, 15 or 16 years old, was 19, or whatever. Let's say that the rainbow was black and white. <laughs> we had no internet. TV with no remote control. Uh, no. You don't know what is this. You know that. <laughs> to change the channel. Tuck, tuck, tuck. And it was the first time that I heard about the crucifixion. Because it's Easter time. Maybe you came here this morning. Or <laughs> first, second time. I don't know. But okay, let's heard about the, the, the history in Jesus and the crucifixion. is just information. But the first time when I heard about the meaning of the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus was in this, uh, in this time, was a youth camp. And it was so powerful and, and I never forgot, forget because I was there. And for me it was the first time to see a pastor preaching without serious face, moustache, or uh, with shorts, and that legs, white, with some hairs in different parts. <laughs> Horrible. And a cap. And funny, and be full of joy. It was the first time. <coughs> when I was there, okay, this guy is a pastor. For me, pastor is that picture that I told you. Very even charismatic or traditional. Always moustache. And always with suit and all this. You know, was it there? it was so awesome, it was amazing to hear about the cross and the Jesus and that camp and that environment and rock and roll and all that moment special. In the evening, the same pastor was preaching in the morning. He was on the stage in the evening as well. His name is weird name, Jaziel. he's still in there. And he lives in there, powerful ministry with the youth. And he was not preaching in the evening. Another pastor was preaching, but he was on the stage painting a picture in the same time. So the band was playing, and the other pastor started to preach, and he was there with a big, what's his name, frame? Painting the, the, the picture in there. Everybody, oh, look for the picture, look for the sermon, look for the picture. And he was there. In the end, we had this picture. We have the picture in there? No? I was trying to find it on Google and I found it. The same picture because later on I, I, I got it. Do you have the picture from the cross? No? Okay. It was amazing because we had a wooden cross with two letters within our language means me, I, myself. I myself. In our language, when you say, I love you. Uh, say, eu, love you. These two letters, eu, was in the cross, isn't there? Yes, yeah, it's not Europe, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, EU, European, come on. Yeah, which would be good for Europe in the cross of Jesus, but it's not the case. It's so, old, of course. I found it on the Google and page number whatever, just to show for you. The picture was not there, the big cross, and when I saw, okay. I understood the message, I understood the sermon, and saw that picture, just when he finished to paint. And dying on the cross, me in the cross, nailed. And of course, my mind, I remember Paul, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So it was the first time when I started to realize how important is the meaning of the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus. Because everybody says, Oh, Jesus died on the cross, okay, for my sins, okay, but have you died on the cross? And I realize that we all need to die. Welcome for your Sunday morning, for your great news, you need to die. We have to, we need to. So when Paul says, I have been crucified, when the first time, it's Galatians 2.20, when, when the, the church, when they read that, that letter, when they talk, I, have been, I need to be crucified, I have been crucified with Jesus, they understood, they knew, because the Romans, they spread the cross, uh, all the crosses around the main roads, and everybody, I believe Jesus, when he was a kid, he saw many crosses, and this was a message from, from the Romans to all of those who revolted against the empire, was a message, look, you can die on the cross. When they read, Paul said, I have been crucified. Oh, wow, but the cross is so cruel, it's so radical, because in the cross there is no negotiation, no agreements, cross is to die, is the symbol of death. Cross. When someone is condemned to the cross, when someone is going to the cross, there is no way back. Cross had no mercy. The cross always, always kills someone. There is no way that someone get out from the cross and still alive. It's impossible. For. So when Paul says, I have been crucified. I understood that I need to die. I need to die on the cross. I need to go for the cross because there is no mercy in the cross. It's cruel. So if I go to the cross, I need to say goodbye for my family. Goodbye for my friends. Goodbye for my lifestyle. Goodbye for everything. I you not coming back more. You know, this is... My problem, our problem, we have hundreds of Bibles, we have thousands of preachers on YouTube, we have radio stations preaching, and announcing the gospel every single day, we have Christian concerts, we have books and thousands of books, and where are we? The most of us have not yet died on the cross. We have the culture, we have the vocabulary, you have the behavior, but the most part of myself, of us, have nothing. Face the cross and say, I need to die in there. My selfish style of life, my lack of compassion, my uncontrolled temper, everything I need to die in the cross has to be nailed. <coughs> uh, this week I had a conversation with someone on my job. And it's so strong this to realize how we are living this moment now in our culture of the me first, always me first. We are very concerned about ourselves all the time. We still fight each other to defending our self-justice. We still complaining about everything full of self-pity. Uh, we, we still put me first as my career, my everything, my reputation, my ministry, my gifts, my family, my everything. But we have not yet died on the cross. We have not come to the cross, Lord, I give up of myself. I give up to keep trying to uh, be the best. I give up of my, my sin. I cannot wait. Uh, for me, is the weight of my sins too much for me. I have been crucified. My greatness, everything. So the crucifixion is about sacrifice. The essence of the cross is sacrifice. Yes, we have a new life. Yes, we have eternal life. But this new life and better life is in the other side of the cross. We need to pass through the cross first. And there is no gospel without cross. The cross is not about success. The cross is not about to be happy. The cross is about sacrifice. The cross is not about uh, a different kind of person, I am Christian, like a label. Paul says in his letters, in the beginning of Romans and many letters, he said, I am servant. No, the meaning is I am slave of Christ. Enslave. In, in other words, he's saying, I have no rights anymore. I don't have my own rights. I give up to be right all the time. I don't care for this. I become myself a slave of the Christ. Because when someone was on the cross, he lost all his rights. The sacrifice. Are you ready? When Jesus spoke about this, the crowd and the audience they talk to each other, mm, this is too heavy for me. And the disciples came to me. Come on, Lord, this is not nice. The worst thing that can happen, can happen with someone or with some preacher or, is to become very civilized. Civilized. Oh Lord, this is not, this is too heavy. Sacrifice. Eat, drink blood. Mm. And the answer was, okay, I have no other option for you. The cross is about sacrifice yourself. It's about look at yourself, look for your, your face, you're proud. The proud flesh of Adam who is still alive in us. And decide, this is not a joke, this is not funny, this is cross, this is crucifixion. Why do you think that Jesus was in the garden crying, praying? Do you think that he was afraid from the nails or from the wood? Of course, it's painful, but it's more than that. The justice of God has to be satisfied and the wrath of God was in that cup. It's more than that. It's all of our sins being crucified. And we have the opportunity now. And we have the chance now. Our problem is we are very much too much alive. Very. Yes, too much. You know why for some of God, uh, some of, of us, our bank account is the ruler of our lives? Because we are very much alive. We you know why for some of us, it's hard to control what comes out of our mouth. And we hurt people because we are very much alive. We know for some of us, it's so hard to forgive someone. Is our flesh, has to be nailed. E-U. Cross, me, myself in there. If you take a picture from the cross, I need to see myself in there. The cross is the, the instrument that God used to work in a very rough and unpolished stone and make a precious diamond. It's painful. It's painful, come on. I remember a few years ago, I sat with Giovanna and I gave a piece of paper with a pen. She has a very good mood. You need need to know the best moment to have a conversation, right? And, hello, hello, my love, I love you, I love you. So I asked for her, please write in this paper for me. Five things that you hate in me. Ah no, no, come on, I love you. You're perfect. Liar. <laughs> five. <laughs> five things. But no mercy. Straight to the punch. Punch. Strong. I'm not in Asia. I not feel offended. Put in the paper for me. Five. Think your time. She's a woman. It's very easy. Ah, oh, okay. Everything. <laughs> and I took this paper and I went in my room. Because we need a mirror. We need someone. Hey, you are selfish. Hey, you are proud. You kill you. Hey, you, why you keep this anger in your, in your heart? Why you don't forgive? Why you are so... When I look for this mirror in my life, I say, God, I don't know what to do with this. I need to take all this package and I need to die. And it's painful. Cross is sacrifice. Cross is painful. Crucifixion. Behind every, every uh, nail, every hit of the soldier was. My sin was the hell, the devil. Everybody was in there, putting pressure on Jesus. Because the cross is, is a shock. So, when I heard the, the preacher talking about to die on the cross, when I looked for myself, like this week I was praying for the Lord and I, I could realize in me so much vanity. Vanity is the word? Vanity. And I look for myself, oh my God. It's like someone asked another, uh, another day for Charles Spurgeon, uh, like hundred years ago, and someone asked him, oh, how, how many hours do you need to, to finish a sermon? And the answer was, mm, I'm trying to finish in 25 years and I'm still not there. <laughs> God this is still working on me. Work on me, and I still work on this, because your life, my friend, is in your death. Yeah. On the day that you decide to die, you will start to live. But if you keep with your sin, with, you, with yourself, with you carrying yourself like a, like a baby, <laughs> your life will never become never begin, never. You need today to look for the cross and say, okay, is this morning. Because I like that word in Hebrews, they say today, today, today. if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. It's amazing because he said today. They don't say the next Sunday morning, the next service, and the next night of prayer. When you have your day off, then you, oh, okay, you... Take one hour praying. No, it's today. If, because it's your decision, it's our option, it's up to you. Do not harden your hearts. I want to share with you uh, a history of what happened. I was 19, 20 years old. And I was... The church, finish the seminary, when you start, they just give you to preach in this service on Wednesday evening, raining, nobody, three, four people in the church were there preaching. And I was there. After the end of the service, I was closing the doors, the gates, the lock, everything was raining. And the guy came to me. He came to me, skinny, suffering face with some wrinkles. And I saw the guy. Okay, and it was a very dangerous place. You have no idea how it's to work in church in a very dangerous place, with prostitutes in the corner, drug dealers in everywhere, and thieves. And it's awesome. (laughs) Has the best school. And some servers you have to cast in demons, and drunk people in the church. (laughs) And you did, please take this guy vomiting in the corridor. And this guy came. And I thought, okay, I thought, okay, it's one more. But he came to me, he even said, Good evening, nothing. He came to me, he looked at me, and he said, Do you really believe in the words that you preach? And I said, Yes, yes, I believe. And do you think that God? Can accept me? And I said, yes, he can. And his face becomes angry. And he looked at me and said, you are a liar. This is not truth. And I realized in that moment, the Holy Spirit was fighting with him, with his heart, with his proud Maybe it's the same fighting that the Holy Spirit is doing now with you. You are a liar. You don't know me. I'm rubbish. I'm nothing. But I I know someone who knows you. He died for you from the cross. Maybe this morning is your morning to kill yourself. Maybe you are in the church for many, many, many years, and you still are not brave enough to face the cross of Jesus and his crucifixion. Ian, can you play that song for us, please? It's a beautiful song. I mix. I like rock and roll, but I like the traditional hymns as well. I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. The lyrics, the letters, it's beautiful. And he came. We sat on the on the. And the bank pealed that old bank of woods in the old church. And he said, I was a kid in the church. When I was a teenager, I fell in love for a girl. This girl was not from the church. And I had sex for the first time. I gave up the church and I started this relationship. And she introduced me for the world of drugs, cocaine, all the kind of alcoholic drinks and nightclubs. And I spent my life in nightclubs, in <laughs> a very dirty life, and with crimes. And he said, I got a lot of money. I had my own nightclub. I lost everything for the cocaine. I just arrived now two months ago from the what's name rehab. Uh, With the diagnosis from the doctor, with the the letter from the hospital, I have AIDS. I know that I'm dying. I don't came to you to ask for you to pray for me, for Jesus heal me. I don't want this. I deserve to die. In that moment, I was looking for the criminal on the cross. I was looking for the tax collector in Luke 18. I was not talking with some believer who thinks he's saint because he's in the church. I was not not talking with someone who came to God with your CV. I was born in the church. I have a degree in theology. I love Jesus. I know the lyrics of the songs in the church. No. I was talking with someone who said, I'm rubbish. It's impossible for someone or for God to love me. Because I've betrayed the cross, I I don't like God, but I'm here to to, to ask for you. I don't want that Jesus heal me. I don't want to be healed. My question is, do you think that He can forgive me? This this, this month of March is 20 years that has happened. Yeah, around 20 years. I don't know the name of this guy. I don't know his name. But my, my hope is to see him in that day. Yeah. Then I will ask for the name. <laughs> the new name. In uh, that night I decided to dedicate my life to preach about the cross of Jesus. There's a new beginning. And I've been in trouble all the time, and this time was the people from the church. (laughs) I remember. They never understood. Danny, how can you walk with this kind of people? Because I don't give up. I don't give up for drugs, for drug dealers, or prostitutes, or pastors who fall down in adultery and lost their families and ministries and everything because in the top of the mountain, he didn't, he didn't give up on me. He looked, he looked at my soul. He don't despise me and love me to the end. In the crucifixion of Jesus, you were there. I was there. I'd like to sing this song. These veins and bones becomes immortal. <laughs> Can you imagine someday we all was there? What the cross gave to me, the main thing. <laughs> Can you imagine you entering the eternity? And your eyes and pupil and retina, looking at eternity. Paul will be there. Hey, Paul, I've preached about you all my life, man. You are here. Give me five. Or Moses. He's <gasps> Moses. And then someone comes out to the crowd. in all his splendor and glory. In your eyes, you see him. He's smiling to you. And you say, hey, my child. Welcome. I know it's hard. I can see your scars. No pain anymore. <laughs> no seeing. Well done. <laughs> Everything because of the crucifixion. You're almost there. Hold on, soldier. <laughs> I know the gate is small. The road is narrow. You have to say no for pleasures, for sin. But it's taking you to the heaven. This way is taking you to the heaven. This is the cross. When you die, you are forgiven. And then you go. My prayer for my kids in home is, Oh God, make these girls love your second coming. They need to love. It's more than this. It's more than this life. In just a little while, he who is coming will come. A little while. Hold on, champs. (laughs) We are on the road. I invite you to stand to sing the second part of this song. And if you feel free, you can come to pray. Because only you know what happened inside of you. You will not be praying for your mom, for your children, for your family. Pray for your heart. Pray for feelings that you feed inside you and is killing you. The cross can kill what is evil inside of us. Let's sing. And while they are singing, if you feel free, please come to the front. We will pray together.